give the Lord a clap. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise you from everlasting to everlasting. You are a merciful God. You are a kind God. A wonderful Father. Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Roya, Jehovah Mackendes, Jehovah Shama. We just want to say thank you. Thank you for your church. Thank you for your grace over this church. Thank you for the years that you have continued to keep this church. Thank you for the plans that you have ahead for this church. These are your church, oh God. Daddy, we want to say thank you. We give glory to you. We give honor to you. This morning, let your word come like fire. Let it burn every filthiness in our life. In the name of Jesus. Let it come like armor. Let it break to pieces all that need to be broken. Let it come like Let it shine onto our parts. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Please be seated. I want to quickly thank God for my father. Pastor Babaisiaka. God bless you, Daddy. I appreciate you. Can we celebrate this great man of God? Can we celebrate him? I've known Baba for over 25 years. And we've been good friends. Praise God. And he has been uh, a source of inspiration. He's never tired. I don't know how he does it. At this young age, he's still looking young and fresh. Can we, ce can we celebrate it? Praise God. Amen. 
Of course, I want to celebrate the set man for the house, uh, Pastor Demola. This man, um, I don't know uh, why he invited me, but I know God must have spoken to him. And I tell you something I've noticed about him. He's a great guy, you know, easy to talk to. Can we, do we all agree he's a great guy? Praise God. And of course, his beautiful anointed wife, Pastor Fomi. Can we celebrate this beautiful lady? She's been amazing and their family. I celebrate all the pastors, all the ministers, the protocol team, everybody. You have been amazing. We had a nice house time last night. God bless you all. The Lord be with you in Jesus' name. You know, I've been, uh, even before I came here at all, I knew what I was going to preach today. Praise God. And because it's a burden in my heart. So when the pastor mentioned about restore and rebuild, this uh, topic I'm going to share with us today is very important for all of us. You know, when we talk about finance, somebody will say, oh, okay. Sorry, Pastor, I'm already good in the area of finance. It's not for me. But we'll talk about holiness. Somebody will say, well, I'm a holy fellow. <laughs> I don't really need that part. When we talk about restitution, somebody will say, no, I don't need that. I, I, I'm already okay. But something I want to talk about today is restore and rebuild your marriage. Restore and what? How many of us are married here? If you're married, raise up your hand. Praise God. If you're not married, the, the message is still very relevant for you. That's why I, I'm, I'm going to encourage you to take notes. Praise God. When I preach, you have to take notes. You, you must have something to write. Praise God. Because I don't like sitting in a meeting and I can't write anything. Praise God. I've seen preachers who can quote 10 scriptures, 20 scriptures at the same time. In fact, I challenge one of them one time. I say, sir, your message never blessed me. You quote 20 scriptures at the same time, I can't write anything. You say, you are not the only one who has told me this. Even my own daughter told me. Praise God. Since then, it changed. And by the time I attended one of his conferences, it was beautiful. You know, I could understand, I could write. Praise God. How many of us like to write things down? Praise God. It's good to write things down so that you don't forget. So we're going to start with Joel chapter 2, verse 25. Joel 2, 25. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Joel 2.25. Are we there? He says, I will restore to you the years that the locusts had eaten and the cattle and Palmerworm, great army which I sent among you. Please, I don't want any distraction to pay attention because I believe God has sent me to a family or some families or to you yourself listening to me. Whether you're listening to me on the internet or you hear, please pay attention. One to three, verse one to three. Behold, how good and pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together. Thank you, man of God, praise God. In unity, it is like the precious ointment upon the head and ran, that ran down upon the bread, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skits of his garments. As a dew of 
Ammon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Psalm Proverbs 20, verse 3. Proverbs 20, verse 3. It is honorable for a man to stop striving since any fool can start a quarry. Any fool can do what? Can start a quarry. So, what am I talking about today? I'm saying to us, no matter how great your marriage is for those who are married, no matter how loving and intimate both of you are, you offend each other. You do what? Offend each other. That is why I want you to pay attention. Because the issue of marriage is not just uh, for church members alone. Even pastors struggle. Am I talking to somebody right now? General overseers, they struggle. Many people struggle in the area of marriage. You see a good Christian, wonderful anointed sister and brother. But the problem they are going through is in their marriage. That is why this morning we are believing God. Any marriage that is broken or on the verge of being broken, the Lord will restore. Yeah. I didn't hear you, Amy. I said the Lord will restore. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. You know, for me to have a passion in this feed, I'm a product of a broken home. I came from a broken home. My father and my mother, they left each other when I was very young. And I know what that means. And the enemy did not stop there. The enemy even attacked me myself to the extent that at a certain point in my life in this country, I was a single parent. So I knew what it means for somebody to have problems in the home front. And since then, it has become a passion for me. And God has used me to restore many homes. I was telling us on Friday, one of the gifts that God gave me is the area of healing. Another one is in this area of marriage issue. Praise the Lord, somebody. I was counseling a general overseer of a church one time, not too far. Him and his wife were in my hotel. Educated and learned people. Before I could know what was happening, they started fighting each other. And me, as you see me, I don't separate fight. If people are fighting in front of me, I don't separate fight. It's a policy because I don't want to get some stray punch. Praise God. I have to call the hotel people and say, they are fighting, they are fighting. And they call the police. By the time these security people, the man ran into the toilet and the wife was, all their clothes, tore each other's clothes. Now, that is general overseer. So, let alone you, that you are just a church member. That tells you that the enemy can visit at any time. But I've come to tell you today, whatever that's fought to your father and mother, they will not succeed over you. I say, whatever battle your mother and father fought, they will not succeed over you in the name of Jesus. So today, brethren, we need to learn how to repair, how to restore, how to reconnect and rebuild our marriages for those who are married. For you that is not married, please take a note of what we are teaching today. It will help you tomorrow. I say to help you tomorrow in the name of Jesus. So your ability to repair marriage fracture wisely and constantly is what will make your marriage 
strong and become a place of joy. How many of us are believing for our homes to be a place of joy? A place of peace? A place where you are looking forward to? You know, sometimes when you don't see husband coming home all the time, it's because probably the man is not looking forward to going home. Because he knows when he goes home, there's going to be a lot of trouble. So you wonder why he's always, always so busy that he doesn't want to come home. Probably there's a problem in the house. And I pray today, whatever problem that is attacking your home, the Lord will deliver in the name of Jesus. So the question is, how do you restore and rebuild your marriage? Number one, you need to be well-equipped. You need to be well, well-equipped to handle conflict in your marriage. Just the way a doctor is well-trained to handle medical emergency before you can become a doctor. I'm sure you will have gone to university, you've gone through a lot of training. The same way marriage is something that, you know, a lot of people, they look forward to the ceremony first. Have you seen people when they want to marry? They're planning the all, the musician, the everything. What they don't plan is how are we going to succeed in that marriage? I pray for you today that the Lord will reveal to you as we go along. Whatever that has been going wrong in your marriage, there should be a repair. You need to be equipped like a pilot is well equipped to undo turbulence in the air. So what are the things you need to do first? You need to understand conflict in marriage. You need to understand what? Conflict in marriage. There will always be conflict. Hello, there will always be what? I remember when I was getting married, the chairman of the occasion was telling us that one of the things that helped him and his wife, that they never fought for 25 years. I said, really? 25 years, they didn't fight. He said, what they did was before they got married, he told his wife, every major decision in the marriage, I will be the one to take it. Somebody say, ha. Say, say, ha. <laughs> and every minor decision, the woman will take it. The woman said, and your career deal, which one is major, which one is minor? Why, what? Why? So it is a way of playing on my intelligence. You want to take the major one. I want to be the one to take the minor one. So how do we know which one is major and which one is minor? Somebody said, how do we know that? So the man told the woman, don't worry. When we get to that decision, I will tell you which one is major and which one is minor. The woman was very suspicious. But guess what? In 25 years, the man has only taken four major decisions. And the woman was the one taking it. So every time there's a decision, the man will say, it's minor. The woman will take it. But when it comes to spending money, <laughs> then the man says, it's minor. The woman says, hey, major, Lele, this one is. <laughs> this one is major. Somebody say, major decision. Goes to the man. So the, for 25 years, the man took only four. So who was ruling the house? Who was running the house? The woman. Praise the Lord, somebody. One woman said, one man said, I'm the head of this house. You must listen to me anything I say. You must. The woman said, I'm the neck. And it's the neck that directs the head to where it goes to. Praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. So we need to understand conflict. Psalm 119, verse 144. Psalm 119, verse 144. 
the Bible records the righteous, the righteousness of your testimony is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. Wow. Give me what? Understanding. Help me look at somebody say, you need understanding to live well. Say, you need understanding to succeed. So what is a conflict? A conflict is a state of disagreement. A conflict is a state of disagreement or argument between two or more people. I say that again. A conflict is a state of agreement or argument between two or more people. A situation where you are in, in where you are to never to get to a stage where you will say you are giving up on your partner. No. Like any other relationship, you don't get to a stage where you say you are giving up. So a conflict is a state of disagreement or argument between two or more people. And guess what? Conflict in marriage is normal. Tell somebody say it's normal. It's normal that we'll fight. You know, one woman was saying that she's divorced now. She said, I miss my ex-husband. Ah, you miss your ex-husband? Why? I say, ah, I enjoy the way we fight. Really? <laughs> no wonder the man ran away. <laughs> All she was enjoying is the fight time. You know? So conflict is normal in marriage. Conflict in marriage is natural. Praise the Lord, somebody. Is what? Natural. Conflict in marriage is not new. It's not new. You know, you need to understand why do people have conflicts in marriage and how do you deal with them? Why do people have conflicts in marriage? Proverbs chapter 17, verse 1. Proverbs 17, verse 1. Say, better is a dry muscle and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. One of the reasons why we have conflict in marriage is because of, number one, lack of vision. When there's no vision, there will always be a problem. One of the things I learned from my late friend, Dr. Miles Monroe, is that the way God packaged a woman, he said, anything you give to a woman, she will multiply it and give it back to you. Do you understand that? He said, if you give a woman grocery, she'll give you food. Is that correct? If you give a woman a house, she give you a home. Is that correct? If you give a woman frustration, she give you hell. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. You try and tell your wife how stupid she is. She will tell you how many people are stupid in your family. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. There was a story of a woman who told a man who, told, who called the wife. See, I don't know why you behave like a witch. He, he, he told the wife like that. And the wife said, ah, so you didn't know I'm a witch? All these years, you didn't know I'm a witch? And the man was like, hold on a minute, what are we talking about? Are you a witch? He said, yes. I thought you knew I'm a witch. Ha. You know, him just saying that to her, just insult her. The woman now confirming that she's a witch. He was now scared. And, the, and he goes like, how? When? He said, oh, you know the last time your mother came? Your mother was our chief witch. She was the one that... 
I collected witchcraft from your mother. Ah, the woman, the man said, what? My mom? He said, yeah, so you didn't know your mom is a witch? Ah, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> so he said, you can ask your mother if I lie. I should ask my mother. He said, yes. The boy called the mother. Mommy, my mother, Bumi said you are a witch. Probably there's no Bumi here. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. The woman said, what? Your wife called me a witch? He said, give the phone to your wife. Remember? When did I give you witchcraft? How did that, when did I become a witch? He said, it was your son who said I'm a witch. And I said, I collected it from his mother. He said, give the phone back to your husband. You must say, oh, the Bob Marley, why don't you see that you are a bastard? You are calling your wife a witch. You know, we need to be careful things we say. Praise the Lord, somebody. Lack of wisdom. Another major problem, why people have conflicts in marriage. You know, when you don't have wisdom, you talk anyhow. Then you have natural differences. We all come from different backgrounds, different homes. Maybe in your home, people eat from the pots. In your home, maybe in your own home, they go to the dining to eat. Praise the Lord, somebody. So there are so many differences between men and women. Things like this cause conflict. Human weaknesses is also another major thing. Human weakness. Every one of us, we carry a weakness. How many of us agree to that? That we all carry a weakness. We are not all perfect. Praise the Lord, somebody. Am I communicating to somebody today? Then selfishness and self-centeredness. Selfishness and self-centeredness. A woman prepared a meal for her husband and herself. And they only have three fish in the something. And because the woman was not ready to eat, she felt that whenever her husband finished eating, she would eat the remaining. Guess what? The man eats the whole three fish. <laughs> and the woman, when it was at turn, he said, ah, daddy, where is the remaining fish? He said, I finished it. But that is all we have in the house. He said, I don't know. But where the food was supposed to be for both of us. Look at somebody say, you don't finish all the fish. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. That's why some women, I remember one guy was telling me that, do you know that my wife can't all the meat in the pot? Somebody say, ah. Praise <laughs> God. So he, she knows. So immediately the man go and serve food, she will run there to check how many did you take? God have mercy. Third party involvement. Third party involvement. This is a major concern that we need to be careful. Who is that third party? Who is that fellow? that you have invited into your relationship, are they helping you or are they destroying things? There are people you get involved, they say, ah, if it is me, I will not take that nonsense from any man. Ah, what nonsense is that? Have you not had people talk like that? I've had people say things that, even me, I'll be wondering that. I, I, I was counseling the family one time and the woman was talking, I was thinking to myself, ah, I can never marry this kind of woman. Praise the Lord somebody. Because she's so cantacarious. In fact, I, I wonder how the man, even though I was thinking like that, but still, I have to be careful not to be making note to the man. 
I was just telling the man that God created you for this woman. <laughs> you, you are the only one who could have come to with her. You are, in fact, you are a match from heaven. Praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. Look at your wife. Say, we are created for each other. You are not going anywhere. Praise the Lord. My wife once told me, say, Pastor, listen, you are stuck with me forever, so you better get used to it. Praise the Lord, somebody. Tell your husband, say, you are stuck with me forever. You are not going anywhere. We are looking at problems, area of conflict, ineffective communication, ineffective communication. That is a major area, ineffective communication. You know, how many, how many of us in a day we take time to talk to our wives or our husband for at least one hour a day? Anybody like that here? One person, two people, three people, one hour you discuss with your husband. Praise God. That's good. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. One person. 15 minutes. <laughs> Zero minutes. <laughs> you know, sometimes people say they are too busy. You know, well, before husband has gone to work, by the time you came back from work, the wife has also gone. So they don't, you had a woman yesterday. No time for, for her and her husband to pray because this one, when this one is gone, this one, you know, that's what the enemy does. And once communication is affected, the relationship is affected. Very quickly, I've talked about absence of good relational skill. Absence of good relational skill, negative thinking, negative attitude, lack of technical know-how, lack of technical know-how, lovelessness, Wrong money management. You know, money is a major issue in marriage. I mean, the first agree to that, that money is a major issue. Praise the Lord, somebody. You know, I, I was counseling a couple the other day. And the problem is, who pays the bills? For instance, if the wife is the one that pays for electricity, anytime she comes home, she sees the light on, she quickly switch the light off. I don't know what is wrong with these people. Eh? They want to run me bankrupt. Always put in the light. She'll switch off the light. If it's the man who pays for the gas, hey, see the gas, they left it on. God knows how many hours they've left the gas on. There will be problems. Is that not so? So I, I, I told this couple, I said, listen, you don't need to fight on who pays what. All you need to do is this. How much do you make him want? to say 1,005. I said, bring 1,000. Put it on the table. Mama, how much do you make a month? A thousand. Bring 500. Put it on the table. How much is that? I didn't hear you. Okay, how much is your total expedition in the house for a month? They say about 1,004. Left is how much? 100. I said, so let this 1,005 pay your bills. Sir, you have access to 500? Use it as you please. Ma, you have access to another word? 500, use the word as you please. Since that day, there's no more fight. Because everybody has, but I got to encounter another couple. The wife hands 2005. The husband hands 1007. Praise God. 
The woman said, before you help us to divide the money, my own must not be more than his own. Do you hear that? Because she earns more. But still, she said, it's my head. And since it's my head, we must, either it brings more, or we bring the money equal, equal. Even though she earns more. And when you are uh, a counselor with people like that, you better cooperate with the woman. <laughs> Somebody said, cooperate with the woman. So I told the woman, I said, listen, let's bring a thousand each. And that settles it. You know, money is a major thing that we shouldn't be fighting over. Praise the Lord, somebody. In some families, the man just pays all the bill. And the wife supports in every other areas that they, they need not be any fight. Praise God. Look at your husband and say, we're not going to fight over money anymore. Praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. Rigidity is another problem. Rigidity. Wrong in-law management. Wrong in-law management. Impatience. Impatience. Lack of attention. Lack of attention. Busyness. Lack of contentment. Parental and siblings interference. Parental and siblings interference. You know, please, don't take your problems to your family. It is a quarry. Because by the time you settle, your family won't settle. I know a couple who have scattered it now because the, their parents didn't settle. Can you imagine how you call your father or your mother, you begin to report your husband to them. By the time you and your husband make up, they are still thinking about what you have told them. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So please, even your siblings coming to your house, women, your brother coming to beat up your husband. Isn't that terrible? There are situations like this. Don't involve them. Infidelity. Infidelity. Infertility. Infertility. Demonic influence. Demonic influence. So how do you handle this conflict in your marriage? Proverbs 24, verse 3. Proverbs 24, verse 3. It's a true wisdom. A house is what? Builded. And by understanding, it is established. True wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is what? Established. You know, we need to be very careful if we are going to really understand this conflict issue. Number one is that you need to break the conflict cycle. You need to break the conflict cycle. What is that thing that is causing this conflict? What are we saying to one another? What kind of offense, what kind of grudge are we holding against one another? And if you're going to work, if it's going to work, anytime there's a conflict, start early to address the matter. Start early to work, address the matter. Don't sleep with offenses in your heart. Set to it before going to bed. Said to you before what? I don't know how people, I was with a couple the other day, Pastor for me for six months, they were not talking. Inside the same house, husband and wife, six months, they were not talking. And guess what? They still need to take each other to work. <laughs> so the man will take the woman to work. She will drop the children from school, go and pick them, but they don't talk. 
And isn't it amazing how sometimes in church people pretend, husband and wife in church, they are not talking. And they are in church. In fact, one of our senior pastors was telling me about a family where husband has left the house, but they didn't want the church people to know. So they will decide to meet at a certain spot. They will drive, the woman will drive there, the man will drive there. They will not drive the man's car to church together. And they are not living together. Just to make people think that they are what? Happily. So who are you fully? Who is fully who? You know, my father used to say something personal for me. My father used to say that, Enton Torai, at Enton Ton, The person deceiving himself and the person being deceived, who is at fault? Who is at fault? The person deceiving himself. Amen. You know, we know how to do church and just play. Praise God. Proverbs 17, verse 14. Proverbs 17, verse 14. The beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarry starts. The beginning of strife is like what? Releasing water. He said, therefore, do what? Stop contention before a quarry starts. Please learn to say sorry to one another. One of the most difficult things for couples to say to one another is, I'm sorry. What does it take you to say, I'm sorry? Hello? I'm sorry. And I know sometimes I'm sorry enough is enough to just settle everything. But because you have refused to say you are sorry, then the matter begins to linger. Then, ordinary I'm sorry, it leads to not talking, it leads to family being involved. I pray that whatever the enemy is using to cause problem in your home, the Lord will put the best a stop to it now. So the best time to handle conflict is when it just started. Don't allow conflicts to linger. Baby lion is better handled than when it grows up with adulthood and consume all. I remember the story just now of a woman who went to Annapolis to say that her husband is a terrible man and she does she wants the Annapolis to do some medicine for her strong charm that will make her husband to love her the man said there's a problem so what's it he said we are going to need what, what do you call a baby tiger a baby tiger is it called a cub right so he said we're going to need a cub a newborn baby tiger that's what we're going to use for the medicine the woman said hey eh? <laughs> The newborn of a tiger. Where will I see tiger? I said, well, you have to look for it. And you know, when a woman wants something, they always get it. How many of you agree with me that? When a woman wants something, they do what? Women talk now. Praise the Lord. So she went into the bush, started giving this pregnant tiger food, meat, meat, until the tiger had a baby, and she brought the baby to the tiger, to the abalist. And the abalist said, ah, how did you do it? And she explained, ha, ah, it was hard work. Oh, God, I have to be patient. I have to be tolerant. I have to do this. I have to do that. And it took me six months to achieve this. And the man said, well, if you could bring a cup, then your husband, is your husband worse than the lion? He said, ah, for where? Is your husband worse than the tiger? I said, no, my husband get tiger. For where? My surpass. He said, so if you could win the heart of a tiger, to steal the baby, go and win. 
the art of your husband. It's exactly that you did for that tiger. Do it for your husband. Praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. So you need to pray about issues instead of fighting over them. You know, when it's, is it amazing that when it's quarrel time and you say, let us pray, say, pray, pray with you. Which kind of prayer? Come and carry me. Have you had something like that before? Amen. Or have you done something like that? You don't need to raise your hand. Just wink at me. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. Seek knowledge. Seek knowledge. It's important that we learn how to handle offenses. Grow in the knowledge of conflict management. Why? Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 5. Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 5. The Bible says true wisdom is an house builded. And by understanding, it is established. For by wise counsel, thou shalt make thy war, and a multitude of counselors their safety. Praise the Lord, somebody. You know, before, I, I, I need to mention something to us. I'm going to give you some few minutes to ask me any question whatsoever that you have in your mind, or maybe you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Pray, do you know what I'm talking about? It's not your matter. It's somebody's that knows somebody that knows. Praise God. Amen. Number five. Oh, well, I didn't even know what number I might know. Praise God. Think positively about each other. Think positively about each other. Don't permit envy. Don't permit hatred. Don't permit malice evil thoughts, jealousy, bitterness. You know, these are the things that fuel comfort. Why? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, verse says, Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are what? The issue of life. I, I was talking to a couple the other day. The wife said that, Pastor, the problem of my husband is that he's jealous that I'm doing PhD. He only has masters. Can you believe that? Me and PhD order. And he just have ordinary master. So he said that is the problem of the husband. But maybe that's not the problem. But that's how she feels. You understand? So the quarrel is now over. You have PhD. You don't. Oh my God. It's good to have PhD, isn't it? But there are people who have two PhD, three PhDs. Why should you fight over PhD? Hello? Please, let's be careful. Um, communication. Okay, I've talking, I've, I've talking about communication, but communicating deeply. Communicating deeply. Open your eyes to each other. Not just your mouth. Talk as friends. Talk as lovers. It's amazing how when you are toasting this girl. You are always running after her. You are always talking. But all of a sudden, the woman, this woman was telling me, say, Pastor, I don't understand. My husband doesn't talk anymore in the house. He doesn't talk to me. But before we marry, he can't talk. But so, so what happened to communication? What happened? So the enemy has a way of, once he can get you people not to talk, then he can destroy your home easily. So please communicate. Why? Proverbs chapter 25, verse 9. Proverbs 25, verse 9. 
Debate thy course with thy neighbor himself and discover not a secret to another. Proverbs 25, verse 9. Debate your case with your neighbor and do not disclose the secret to what? Another. So find time to make sure that you communicate. Also, talk to each other, not at each other. Talk to each other, not at each other. It's better to talk to settle differences and build up each other to make a better home. Hallelujah. Why? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians 4, 29. Say, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Let no corrupt word. Let no corrupt word. Please, it's important that you don't call each other names. You find some people, they call each other names. They abuse each other. They even beat up each other. Please, these are not what we are, is expected of us as children of God. Then also, if you have a problem that you feel that both of you can also see a counselor, See a counselor, not a sympathizer. See a counselor, not what? A sympathizer. In conflict resolution process, talk to somebody who will help, not people who will complicate things. There are some people who will help you. There are people who will complicate things. I pray that your home will be built wisely in the name of Jesus. Proverbs 24, verse 6. Proverbs 24, verse 6 say, For by wise counsel, thou shalt make thy war. And a multitude of counselors, there's war, safety. I've told us to avoid wrong, uh, to avoid wrong thought parties. Encourage the cycle of romance in your marriage. Marriage is not a cycle of crisis. Praise the Lord, somebody. As I round up this session, I'm going to tell us how we need to manage arguments wisely. How do we manage arguments wisely in our marriage? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. So if you're going to make sure that you manage arguments wisely, because there will always be arguments, praise God. Number one is no bringing up of past issues. Don't bring up past issues. You know, some people have a way of keeping diary. In March 24. 1992, this is what and what and what you said. In 17th of April, 1993, this is what and what and what you said. And we are in 1921, uh, 2021, and you are talking about things that happened some 20 years ago, and you are still bringing that into your current issue in your marriage. No name calling. I've said that before. No what? Name calling. And some people, they even go to the extent of calling their parents' names. Your father is this. Yeah. I just remember something passed for me. You know, uh, this couple, hmm. the wife told the husband, he said, the reason why there is no woman in your father's house is because of this kind of behavior that you are behaving, mad behavior. That's why your father could not keep a wife. Ah, the man said, What? Can you repeat what you've just said? He said, yes, I will repeat it. Me, Shomali, I'm not a bastard. I will repeat it. 
and the man slapped her. You know the kind of slap that you slap somebody that their eyes will become swollen. And she tore the man's clothes. Two educated people, these are doctors. They tore each other's clothes, beat each other up. So by the time I was talking, when I saw the woman, she was wearing glasses. I said to her, ah, why are you wearing glasses? She said, it's my husband. What husband? She removed it. She said, my husband beat me up. I said, what did you do? He said, I was only advising him. <laughs> ah, you were advising him. I said, what kind of advice? He said, I told him that what makes his father not to have a woman in the house. Ah, I said, really? Is that advice? That's what I, and she said to me, if you are my husband, will you beat me because of that? I said, I don't know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ah, because I'm going to tell him what you say. I said, ah, no, well, I don't know. Amen. So you can imagine that kind of advice that what's your father? Hey, please, women. I know some of you have anointed mouth. Please be careful so that you don't get stray slaps. Not to encourage men to slap anybody. Praise God. Anyway, God help you that your wife is a, like this woman who the husband was going to beat one time. As the man tried to slap her, he held the husband's hand. He said, honey, don't try it. <laughs> and the husband looked at her and say, what will you do if I try it? He said, honey, please, I beg you in the name of God, don't try it. The man said, leave me, I want to talk. Before the man knew he was on the floor, the woman's leg was on top of his chest. He said, honey, but I'm only playing with you now. <laughs> Afterwards, the man said, come, where did you learn how to do? He said, well, I forgot to tell you what we got by that be black bed odor. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. You can be sure that there will be no more fight in that house. Praise the Lord, somebody. So, no name calling. Don't compare your family to another family. No comparing. You know, sometimes we look at some family and we think that they are better than our family. And we begin to look at her. He just bought a, uh, the man just bought a new car for his wife. Really? If only you know that it was the woman that bought the car himself. Amen? A woman bought a car. He said, come and see, my husband bought this car for me. Eh? I said, tell me, is he the one that really bought the car? He said, actually, I bought it and I gave him to give it to me. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. Meanwhile, you are a woman. You think that the husband bought what woman was selling me in church. He said, pastor, come and hear what that woman said. I said, what is it? He said, the, another woman told another woman, said, ah, he said, I like your husband. He's such a loving man. Very accommodating man. Ha ha, I wish I married somebody like that. She said in her, in her breath, she said, hmm, you never meet somebody like my husband. Because at home, the man doesn't laugh. The man doesn't play. You understand? But in church, he's playing with everybody. Praise the Lord, somebody. No cussing, but a blessing. No cussing. Amen? Somebody said no cussing. No abusive words. Talk issues, not personality. Talk issues, not personality. Please. Talk issues are not personalities. No argument before the children. No argument before the children. Children are watching you. Somebody said children are watching. Somebody said children are watching you. They are watching you. They are watching you. Look at that little girl that was asking the father that you tell a lie. So you can imagine the things that that girl, that such a girl will tell you or such a child will tell you. 
Sometimes we think that our children, they don't know anything. They know a lot. Tell them to sit down and tell you who you are. You'll be shocked. Or say, go and write an article about me. You'll be shocked what they write about you. No no usage of negative words. No raising of your voice at any time. Give room. Give room. I keep laying emphasis of this to effective communication. Take time to reconnect. In this season, the pastor is talking about rebuilding, restoration. Rebuild your home. Rededicate your home. I'm going to pray for some people today to rededicate your marriage. Praise the Lord, somebody. Before I do that, I, 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 I would like to just take some questions from anybody. Maybe you, you have something that's and quickly, just raise up your hand. You'd like to ask a question? Praise God. Very quickly. Anybody? You, want, you have a question? Concerning the things I've shared with us? Anybody? You have a question? Okay, that's, that, that sister there has a question. That's sister there. Thank you, sir. I just wanted to ask uh, when a particular person wants to broach a matter. So the husband and wife, they are together. And because you've talked so much about communication, so I believe very much in communication. But maybe one of the partners in the marriage is not usually willing to talk about issues when they arise. He believes in maybe sleeping over the matter and not discussing. And this other person believes in talking over the matter. So how do we resolve that? Because like you said, when things are not nipped in the board, then it can escalate or it can reoccur. Okay, praise God. So I get you right. Somebody is not interested in talking. They like to take days to reflect over it before they talk, praise God. And the other person likes to talk. Now, you see, one thing we need to understand is that uh, I remember one day I, I, I was talking to the general overseer, Pastor Deboe, about a pastor that we had an issue together. And uh, you know what he advised me to do? He said, go and buy something for him. And for me, as far as I'm concerned, that man is guilty. You understand? And he said, I should go and give him something. I said, ah. Go and give him something. Daddy, did you know what? Uh, this bad, this is, this is, he said, go and give him something. So if your partner come and meet you and say, honey, I just bought you this watch. I just, at least you know what the other partner likes. The one that doesn't like to say two things. Buy them something. Take them out. Or let's go out. For me, how many of us believe that gift is very powerful? Do you agree to that? Very powerful. If somebody offend you now, Pastor Fumi, I say, Pastor Fumi, and you have made up your mind, you're not going to talk to her, I say, please, I'm giving you this 1,000 pounds. Can we just say to our quarrel? <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. Will the quarrel be settled? It will, be, will it not be settled? It will be settled. Praise God. So sometimes, sister, you find people who just are very difficult. So you need to come down. You understand? You need to do something that will make them Make you irresistible, you know? You become the irresistible wife or irresistible husband that they cannot just but. Can you imagine somebody tell you that? Are you mad? And you say, do you know I love you the way you say that? Are you so 
<laughs> Praise the somebody. Normally, that should have deserved a slap, isn't it? But you just say something positive. Praise the Lord. Does that help you? Any other person? Any other person? Okay, that's, that's Sister Day. That's Sister Day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much for the, for the summer. You talk about finance. I understand in olden days, our mama, when it's that they were buy a woman, why is it that men always borrow money from their wives without returning it? Praise and the Lord. And also, look at the way she generalized it. <laughs> I don't borrow money from my wife. Praise God. Then, number two, is it um, sometimes we, one promise that don't worry, I will return the money by next week. Uh-huh. Next week, come, you want the money. But by the return, he says, is, uh, she'll be able to spend it together. But you've already promised her that you are going to return the money. Why is he not returning it? Is that is there is there any issue or what is the problem? Okay, praise the Lord, somebody. You know, I'm sure some men will say it's my wife that borrows money and never return. You know, one of the things we need to understand, I tell people one thing: the money I cannot dash you, I will not borrow you. Do you understand that? The money I cannot what? Dash you, I will not borrow you. And also, you need to begin to look at each other as one, really, because one of the challenges that you know, one woman said to her husband. You believe this. He said, honey, my money is my money. Your money is our money. <laughs> Dear sir, so he said, your money is what? Our money, my money. So if we begin to look each other in the area of husband and wife, that whatever money we have belongs to both of us. Do you understand? But it is when you've now separated your finances, you know, I, I know a couple... Who I was talking about money like this, and they said they stood up. They said they, they believe that husband and wife should keep the same posts. There should be no differences, no one should have any assets, they should just have more money. I said I agree, but the problem I have seen is that one party always abuses it. And guess what? Three years later, they've saved 85,000 pounds. Somebody said 85,000 pounds. And the man used the money to go and bring another woman from Nigeria. But get a house, a house for her. He used the money for side chick. By the time the woman found out, the money was gone. Today they are living like cat and mouse, no more trust. So that's an area. So it's important that before you borrow somebody's money, you understand? Make sure that that money you can afford to dash them. Praise God. Otherwise, when you borrow. Somebody borrowed money from somebody. You know, we live in a very wicked world. Though. Listen to this story. He borrowed money from the cousin to do business. When the cousin starts asking for the money back in Nigeria, he said, oh, one of the people that borrowed the money want to pay now. Can you follow me? And he took him to kidnap us that they should kill him. But that one managed to escape. That was how I found out that the person that borrowed money was the one that set him up to be killed. Money, the love of money, the Bible says, is what? The root of all evil. So please, ma, husband, wife, give your husband money freely. Give your wife money freely. If you are borrowing them, know whatever money you are borrowing them, if they don't give back, know that you can afford to let that money go. Otherwise, it will always cause problem. Praise the Lord, somebody. Does that make sense to you? 
Ma, does that make sense? Okay, praise God. Any other person? Amen. I want to try and take one more question so that at least it will help us to solve some things. Praise God very quickly. Nobody? I told you, uh -huh, God bless you. You see, it doesn't have to be your case. It can be somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows. Now it's about somebody to five, raise to power five. My, Praise the Lord. My friend has just encouraged me to ask uh, this question. Yeah, so your friend encouraged you to ask this question? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What, what it is is that what if uh, one of the parties, Pull the microphone. either the wife or the husband is willing to do it, but the other one is not willing? That's where, I mean, the problem comes in. If you are willing to do all the things that uh, you, you have uh, spoken, spoken about, about, yeah, and the other one is not willing. And the other one is not willing. You, can you force them? Okay. You don't need to force them. You can pray them. You can pray them to do it. Okay, listen, you see, how many of us believe that prayer works? You know, we are church people. We are people of God. We are children of God. It's a pity. Let me give you one simple answer. To Look at this. Some children of God were going to pray for rain because there was no rain in the land. And one of the daughters of this pastor heard about it. And she told the daddy, can I follow you to where you said, no, we are going to pray for rain. And he said, really? And she ran to bring her umbrella. And the father said, what's the umbrella for? He said, but we are going to pray for rain. Praise the Lord, somebody. He said, we are going to pray for rain. And the man said to her, stupid child, return the umbrella. We have been praying for rain all this time. There's no rain. He said, daddy, please, can I take my umbrella? And they went to pray. Within five minutes, rain started falling. Of all the men of God, it was only this little girl who had an umbrella. You know, some of us, we, we think that we pray for this thing, God, we answer. We pray for that one, God might not answer. God answers prayers. When you have a difficult partner, believe me honestly, you can pray them back to God. And apart from praying, even you, your character must change. Do you understand? Because you see, there was a woman who, who left the house. And when she left her house, she said, that's it. She's fed up. She went back to her father's house. Pastor, on arrival, guess what? The father welcomed her and showed her to her old room. Ha! She was expecting that they would allow her to come in. And the, show, and she, and the following day, she went to say, Daddy, why did you just welcome me like that? And you didn't send me back. I said, ah, well, you see, what pains me most is that your husband will not miss you because of the way you left. He said, how? He said, you see, if I were you, I would go back. For one month, I'll be nice to him. Everything he say I should do, I will do it. Everything. After one month, eh, phew, just leave him like that. He said, that way he will miss you. The girl said, I didn't think about that. He said, eh, go. So we have an agreement, Abby. After one month, what will you do? I'll be nice and I will come back home. Please, so this woman went back home and be nice and everything. And the husband was wondering, ah, why is my wife so nice? He too began to be... After one month, the father didn't hear from her. Two months, three months, the father said, I ah, come. Did we not agree that one month you come back? He said, Father, you want to spoil my hope? Praise the Lord, somebody. 
in as much as prayer works, even we, we need to change. Am I talking to somebody right now? And I'm believing God that the almighty God will visit your homes in the name of Jesus. Pastor, do you have anointing hall? You don't have. Okay. I want to pray for some families. Praise God. I want to pray for a renewer, a restoration in your home. And if you want to take a step of faith, you want God to start afresh with your family, please come forward. Let me pray with you. You want God to start afresh with you? Please come. Come. It doesn't mean that your home is not working, but we are believing God for a fresh start in your home. Come, let me pray with you. You are believing God for a fresh start. You are believing God for a fresh start. Or you are not married. And you are believing God that you too, you want to be married. You want to be married. That the Lord will send your own husband to find you or your wife. You find, you find your wife, praise the Lord, or your husband will find you. Anybody like that, you want me to agree with you very quickly. Very quickly, wherever you are, you can just stand up on your feet. Wherever you are, I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, praise the Lord. God bless you. Any other person? You want to see God? God bless you, ma. I see you standing up. I see you standing up there. God, I see you standing up there. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Please. This is something that we are believing God. I see you standing up. God bless you, ma. I see you, ma. God bless you. I, I see you, sir. I see you, ma. God bless you. Praise God. I see you, ma. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible said in 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, that there was a long wall between the house of David and the house of Saul. The Bible recorded that the house of David was waxing stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul, what? Weaker and weaker. I prophesy into your lives, every one of you standing up, that from today, there shall be a turnaround in the life of your children, in your home, in your marriages, in your, there shall be a great turnaround. The Lord of restoration will visit you. The God of amazing grace will rebuild your homes, will rebuild your marriages, will rebuild your life in the name of Jesus. As a woman, your husbands will love you more. Another will not take your place. Another will not replace you. Another will not take your children in the name of Jesus. Anyone that ventures to want to take your mind, may they die in the name of Jesus. Anyone that wants to dislodge you, may they be arrested by the Almighty God in the name of Jesus. Anyone who is meddling in your affairs, any side chick, may God arrest them in the name of Jesus. May you enjoy your homes. May you not endure it. I said, may you enjoy your marriages. May you not endure it. May your children enjoy their marriages. May they not endure it. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, I rededicate these homes represented here today unto God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Amen.